Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by criminal justice reporter Emily Eaton. She joins the show today to talk about her time inside of a Bear County crime lab. Welcome back to the show, Emily. It's been a while. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. So this was a really, really fun story. Can you tell me, um, just give me a, a brief recap of this story. Yeah. So um, I had someone from Bear County approach me and mention that the Bear County Crime Lab, which is responsible for processing evidence for a bunch of law enforcement agencies in Bear County, that it had won a big award um, that basically recognizes how efficient the crime lab is. And he asked, you know, this is a great opportunity to maybe highlight what the lab does. Would you be interested in taking a tour and seeing what the lab does? And I said, absolutely. And so last week I took a tour with a photographer and we went to four different parts of the building where they process um, evidence. And so they mainly specialize in four or five different types of examinations, firearms and tool marks. So basically like when a person shoots a gun, they can determine where did that bullet come from? What kind of bullet is it? What kind of gun did it come from? Um, Serology and DNA tests which have to do often with sexual assault, but it can also have to do with like burglaries, things like that. Gunshot residue, which is pretty um, straightforward and drug identification. So um, identifying, you know, cocaine, marijuana, hemp, things like that. So yeah, it was a really fun and interesting tour. One of the things that you mentioned right now was the hemp and the marijuana tests. They developed a test to determine whether something was hemp or if it was marijuana and it was it was something new. Yes. So last year, Governor Greg Abbott signed this new legislation that made hemp legal in Texas. And so it basically created a different definition as to what's hemp and what's marijuana. Um, hemp is defined as anything that has less than 0.3% THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient that gives users a high. And marijuana is anything more than 0.3%. And so Basically, before the crime lab would have to just find any presence of THC in the substance and they'd be like, okay, this is marijuana. But now because of the differentiation in the, in the THC, they have to determine exactly how much THC is in the uh, substance or determine that it's more than 0.3%. So they created this new testing and bought new machines and tested it. I actually had um, had been to the crime lab when that first happened or in early 2020. And um, sure enough, the, their testing mechanism was approved by accreditation agencies. So now they are one of the first agencies in Texas, they believe the first state agency to create this testing mechanism, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. And I mean, they're doing important work there. And towards the end of the article, uh, they have like this humble tone to it. Like they say, it's nice knowing that their work has purpose. You know, it it sounds very humble, but they're doing very, um, very important work. 
what was the most difficult part of like tackling this story? I assume there was a lot of science, but you have been working as the criminal um, justice reporter for a long time. I'm sure you've heard of a lot of these techniques. Was there anything difficult? Was this just like just a different article that you had to write? It was fun and interesting. It was a little challenging making sure that I had the science right. Um, and also even beyond science, the mechanics of firearms, because I've written a lot about guns in the past and I know how important it is to identify each part of the gun correctly. And so I wanted to make sure that I wasn't saying that the firearm shot out a cartridge, it, you know, it ejects a cartridge and it's the bullet that gets shot out. Um, so I had to make sure as I was writing this that, you know, all of the terminology in terms of firearms was correct, but also the terminology when it comes to DNA testing and drug identification, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a little tricky. I, I was checking my notes pretty frequently and going on the internet and making sure that I was using the right, the right terminology. Well, what were your thoughts about it? Like afterwards as a journalist, are you, is, I'm sure you're going to take some stuff and bring it into reporting, into future reporting. Yeah, definitely. It was really good to just get a behind the scenes look at how it all works. So often as a criminal justice reporter, when you're writing about different cases or you're writing about a true crime story, you hear about, oh yeah, the case was sent to the crime lab for DNA testing for a sexual assault case. And to actually know what that involves and what the backlog in Bear County is, which according to the Bear County Crime Lab is not that big, to know those statistics and those behind the scenes uh, information is just, it's really important. It allows you to bring more context to the next story so that people, you know, can sort of understand the totality of a situation. One thing that was really interesting that I touched on briefly in the article, but didn't go into great depth about was this stockpile of firearms that they have in the, in the firearms division. They have roughly 900 guns, um, some of which are illegal for civilians or um, are no longer manufactured. And you walk into this room and they're, they have like these like pegboards where all of the guns are hanging on the pegboards. And it's, you know, it's probably like 10 feet high and you go all the way down and then they have rows of shelves that you can, that it's sort of like a library of guns where you can like roll the shelves and go into the, into the hallway, not hallway, but go in and look at it. Or you can roll another shelf over and look at it. Some of them are really interesting. One of them, the, Analysts had traced back, it was a Luger that they had traced back to um, Normandy. I think they figured out that it had been acquired then. I think it had belonged to the Nazis, if I remember correctly. They also had a firearm, we have a picture of it in the story, that belonged to a famous uh, drug cartel member. And fun story about that. Um, he He ended up overdosing on his own drugs, apparently. And his family, after he passed, wanted to get his his handguns, um, but they couldn't because they were all felons. They were all part of the drug business, apparently. With the gun, you'll have to go take a, pick, a look at it on the website. It's really, really ornate, really beautiful. It's like it has this gold plating to it, and it has, um, I think, like the patron saint of death on it. Yeah, they just had all these, like you know, old 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 Western. Um, 
revolvers and, you know, AR-15s and all these AK-47s, all these, you know, different type of guns that not always are very common. I'm glad you brought up the pictures because I did see um, uh, the wonderful Jerry Lara. Uh, he, he does an incredible job. I, I see the picture of the pegboard. It, it's basically, it looks to me like a physical database of guns. Yeah, it was fascinating. And, you know, the reason they have that is because so often in crimes, someone will use a gun that's not legal or um, that's no longer manufactured. And so it's important for these analysts to be able to, when they, they find a, a bullet or a cartridge and they're testing it to say, well, we think this is from a nine millimeter semi-automatic handgun and to, you know, maybe cross examine, look at all the different types of firearms it could have come from. And, you know, in cases where it's more rare to be able to say, oh, it came from, you know, a Luger. That might be a bad example because I don't think that's pretty common, but things like that, you know, to be able to sort of cross reference how, these um, guns are made and how, what kind of bullets they shoot, cartridges they eject, things like that. And then one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about was the new crime lab, uh, which it hopes to open in two to three years, you said, but it also includes 10 millions to design and renovate a new lab. Is that including this lab or, or, or how many labs are, do we have in Bear County? So this is the only lab that Bear County, like Bear County government operates. And it will be moving out of this facility once it renovates the new, the new facility. They're not sure where exactly they're going to move to, but they know they need basically double the footprint of what they have right now. I guess there's some type of statistics that show that per employee, you're supposed to have like 8,000 square feet. Based on their staffing, they would need double the amount of space they have right now. And would also be helpful if they decide to expand their services. For example, right now, they don't offer DWI testing or blood alcohol testing. That would be something that would be really helpful if they were to invest in that type of work. So yeah, they're in the process of looking for a new crime lab. This current facility would no longer be used. But aside from that, I mean, this is Bear County's um, crime lab that a lot of different agencies in Bear County use and even outside of Bear County. But there are private crime labs that agencies can use um, so they could send them to any private lab too if they if they decided all right well thanks a lot for your time emily i really appreciate it this is a really fun story thank you thanks for having me 